0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more.
1: Hey, just ask spirit listeners, are you tired of trying to figure out this manifesting thing? If so, you have got to check out my new book. It's called Energy in Action. And inside, you're going to find 52 manifesting practices to help you ignite your ability to create a life of peace and freedom. And if you're looking for a way to practice these skills with others, you may want to join my weekly Ray of Light membership. This is where we meet virtually to keep our manifesting juices going. Find the book, Energy in Action, and membership at com. Just Ask Spirit is sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. You can find the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace at sherryannaboyle.com. And it's there, you can also find a free gift from me, a free downloadable realignment kit. So head on over to the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace, check out the vendors which support the show. Welcome everybody to Just Ask Spirit. If you are a fan of The Lion King, you are going to love this show. I have a very special guest as always. And as I was preparing for this show, I was thinking about when I used to work in the school system way back in my 20s. When I was in the schools, I came across a student that did not speak. He was considered mute. And he was maybe about seven years old when I met him. And I remember thinking, I'm going to get this child to talk. I'm going to connect with this child. I'm going to create a safe space. And I'm sure I wasn't alone in thinking that. I'm sure there were many other teachers and adults in the building that felt the same way, I just wanted to hear the child's voice. So as I was preparing for this show today, which is going to be all about sound and the power, the healing power of our voice and sounds in general, I thought I would really like to dedicate this show to that child. Now I never got a chance to really get to know the child very well because the child ended up moving and transitioning to another school. But if that child, well, they're not going to be a child anymore, are they? But if this individual is out there, my hope is that you found your voice. My hope is that you are singing and praising and feeling and discovering the healing power of your own voice. And I'm choosing to dedicate this show to you. My guest is here. I'll introduce you in just a moment.
0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further.
2: Sherry Anna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now. The Four Gifts of Anxiety Mantras Made Easy To the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety There is certainly a book there for you Find yours at sherryannaboyle.com
3: Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to dreamvision7radio.com and click on host for the day. Imagine if you
1: had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at sharianaboyle.com.
2: This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Gina
1: Breedlove, welcome to Just Ask Spirit. Thank you. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. I know my audience is on the edge of their seat, and I just want to share a little bit about you first. Gina Breedlove, everyone, is a sound healer, vocalist, composer, grief doula, author and Oracle for grace, Gina was born and raised in the People's Republic of Brooklyn, and she began her walk with spirit and sound at age five, singing, toning, and humming to herself to shield her soul and nourish her spirit. She has experienced sound healing circles at her family's missionary Baptist church, she has toured as a vocalist with uh, pretty uh um oh gosh Gina, for a uh, celebrity status kind of people, Harry Belfonte and Craig Harris. And you have a book, Gina. it's your first book
4: my first book yes okay so
1: we're so excited for you for you it's such a big deal your first book and I know that you just got it in the mail it's called the vibration of grace sound healing rituals for liberation it is going to be fully out folks for you to purchase as you're listening to this just know that you can make that purchase right away and Tell us a little bit about how did this you were also in life on Broadway, right? I was, I mean, that's I a, was. Yeah. I, um,
4: you know, and um oh it's been such a journey, you know, the um Learning that it that everything is just one thing. I mean, I, it's so it's it it can sound a little pithy and corny, even, but it's true. I used to try to separate my life like I'm a vocalist, I'm an actor, I do this and I do that, and I have been doing sound healing uh, rituals and practices on my own body, I, like I Nick you shared since I was five years old, and um and I'm gonna be fifty nine. <laughs> you know, and this worked
3: when,
1: when you were five, Gina, was it you just playing with it, or were you actually being taught by your family?
4: Oh no! When I was five, it was more of an intrinsic and um, and spiritual knowing. Um, at five years old, I experienced um, some profound loss. My mother, as I share in the book, uh, left my father and left our family and i had uh four siblings so there were five of us and you know um the the um oh goodness the the depth of the grief that my body was experiencing was just too much for my little body, frankly. And um, and so I was guided by spirit, by my relationship even then um, with the invisible to sing, to hum, to tone. Um, I remember singing myself to sleep. I remember rocking and holding my body and humming. And this is how I would move grief. This is how I would bring solace and comfort to my body. Yeah. I wouldn't have called it sound healing. I, I was five years old. And in fact, I didn't start calling it sound healing till I reached my thirties. <laughs> really? It was just what I did. It was my little ritual.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, you don't know this. You probably don't know this about me, Gina, but I developed a system for emotional detox. It's a method. And within that method is humming. Oh, so when, awesome. when I saw your when I read your bio and I read a little bit about your work, I just felt so aligned with what you were saying, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, I have to absolutely have you on the show." So, so you were called by spirit, mm-hmm. and you were healing your body yes. from that tremendous grief and loss. You are a, you call yourself a grief doula? Do you want to explain what that is?
4: Well, yes, you know, and that language came to me, um, like in over the last couple of years as well, when I realized that what I was doing was helping folk, guiding folk to move grief out of their body. Um, It is uh, not a secret that generally in our country, grief is not lifted up as a modality, as a practice, as something that is necessary. Um, I have been weaned on, and so many folk that I meet and I get to work with have been weaned on this notion that grief is something that move quickly through or pass over. Um, and um, you know, and you gotta keep it moving and you gotta stay strong and like all of these reasons to not allow your we body We
1: avoid grief. We avoid grief, don't we, Gina?
4: <laughs> yes, we do. We we do. We
1: minimize um, it.
4: We minimize it. We um and we're afraid of it. And because of that, like we're not trained, and unless we come from a community or a family of origin, that will center grief as a ritual, like around some practices around death or, um, you know, there are other rituals where grief will be a part of it. Um, But mostly, no, you get, why are you crying? Stop thinking about that. Like all of these things that stifle an organic response. To, to harm, to sadness. And so I through my work, I guide folk, I instruct, um, I support people in locating their grief, sourcing it and moving it out of the body to free up that space in the body for creativity, for um, joy, <laughs> you know, for for whatever it is you're calling in your life.
1: Many people believe, at least I've been reading a lot about spirit lately, and believe that it's innate, this, all of this is innate within us in terms of connecting to spirit and receiving that spiritual guidance. And in terms, I'm thinking of you as this this five-year-old and you intuitively were able to listen to your guidance and start to move that grief and how did this unfold for you? Because you eventually landed on stage right. <laughs> and on Broadway. I mean, you clearly even a speaking voice, you have a beautiful voice. It's very, you, you're very poetic sounding <laughs> when you speak. And so how did, how did this unfold for you?
4: I, you know, I was pursuing a world of artistry. You know, I, um, I am a singer. I am a songwriter. It's all I ever wanted to do. And so I was in New York and I'm auditioning, you know, and I'm, you know, getting more and more work, which is awesome. And, um, and I noticed that when I do my own shows and sing my own songs, that everybody in the audience is always weeping. And I used to think that there was a problem. Like, I <laughs> like... What am I doing wrong? Um, And then I had a friend come to a show and said, no, I come to your shows and your offerings so that I can move grief, so that I can have a moment. There's something about your voice that helps me get to it. And then that sparked a a light for me, you know. I'm mixing my metaphors, but it just opened up a space in my spirit to think that, oh, maybe this is part of my vocation. And so privately and really quietly, I started to offer these sound healing rituals with folk that I had always done on myself, like toning into my heart and toning into my stomach. And I didn't even know what chakras were, like chakra science, you know, which is yogic science, of course. And but I had no, I did not have that language. It, these are all things that I was guided to do and that felt more intrinsic. And then I started doing this work with other people and it's something that grew. So I was still doing my work as an artist, but folks started to call me and say, Hey, I hear you do this thing. You know, <laughs> that, and That's amazing. So you're, you're putting
1: on a show yeah. singing and people are crying and you're seeing oh, release God. and yeah. So essentially you're watching them grief and yes. Heal. yes how do you define grief
4: yeah you know it keeps shifting my definitions about grief um and i and so you know now um um in my 50s i think of grief more and more as Frankly, a, an energy, a being, a vibration, um, a presence. Um, I think of grief the way I think of love. I think of love as a living, vital, um, energetic, you know, um, that can be shared, that moves about, that can be focused and intended towards someone, um, that can be created in a moment or invited into a space. I think of grief as a being, as a being that comes to visit and rest with us when the harm happens. you know um, I think of it as a being that um, that also lives within us like and it is an organic um, response um, um, to harm, to terror, to do you
1: think of it like a, almost like an alive conscious frequency that I do
4: I do more and more I do. I think of grief as a living and as a being, as a vibrational being. Um, that that actually needs to be honored and acknowledged and invited in and allowed to help us move things through.
1: And how do you see people block that, Gina, that don't allow it? And I know we talked about, at least in the United States, we don't really, I mean, we barely, we're like, oh, I got to go to a funeral. (laughs) I mean, there's an attitude, right, about that. I got to go to a funeral. Yeah, another funeral. And it's like there's no, it just doesn't, you don't feel that, right? It's almost like an obligation or they're just being heavy, you know, it's so heavy. And we've had a lot of grief, Gina. I mean, between COVID and now everything that's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. I mean, there is, if you really tap into it, you can feel a lot of heaviness and people's hearts so i'll go back to the question is how do we not allow this organic presence in our lives what do people do that causes them to get buried in it
4: you know we deflect um we go quickly to our intellect Around things, um, and we'll think it through, or think that it's a, a we're sol- it's a problem that needs to be solved by um, by a solution um, that is anything other than just sitting and weeping, <laughs> just cry. Um, uh, we will uh, mollify ourselves with all kinds of activity, or um, with like you know food, uh, television, um, our phones, social media. There are so many ways now to be avoided. Um, and so it does take intentionality. You have to, I mean, sometimes though, like it just gets to be so much that we just we just can't hold it anymore and the body just gives out. Um, and then sometimes illness will be, I see grief in illness. I'll see grief in I just can't get out of bed today, my body aches. Um, I'll see grief in um, I feel confused and I can't think and I can't recall. Um and so there are so many ways that we um that we avoid. And um there are very there are a few tried and true ways to turn toward it and move it. <laughs> like there are and crying is one of them. You know like creating the space to go and grieve, to weep, to wail. Um movement helps as well, right? But with the intention But so do you
1: find that that your voice and this music and the sounds because some people They'll actually wear it around like a trophy. Like I can't believe I cried. I never cry.
3: I know. I, know. <laughs> I haven't but cried
1: I in years. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. I'm not a crier. You yeah, know, you can hear it, and yeah. and so they're they're so numb, Gina.
3: Yes, I know. They're
1: so know. numb, and perhaps is. It, is that the sound part that you're finding so incredibly val- valuable here? And I do want to know more about the toning, but we'll talk about that after the break. But in terms of what do you say to the person that feels so blocked up, or perhaps it was so long ago, and it just feels unnecessary, why go back there? I don't want to go back there. It was so long ago, I'm, I'm past that kind of mindset but yet it's showing up in their bodies as you say and you you're you witness this in other ways what do you say to that person
4: you know, i um i acknowledge that um where they where they are you know, you gotta meet folk where they are, and I make suggestions around how to perhaps just lean into it and see what's there. You know, instead of presupposing um, this thing about something was so long ago is really not real. It's not real to the body. The mind will do all kinds of things with memory, but the body will hold a thing. Period. Until you move it, and um, and so I talk to folk about their favorite song, their favorite poem, the movie that makes them cry. Like the body doesn't care. Why you begin to cry as long as the energy is moving. You know, my my practice is to normalize grieving, and so eventually, I think we'll get to the space where we're like, i'm I'm sad, I'm gonna cry. Uh, but until you have access to your own grief, if you grieve for something you're watching on the screen, you're still grieving. You're ah. still allowing the energy to move out of your body. So I say, by all means, do it.
1: I love that. And I hope everybody just heard that. So it doesn't even have to be crying about your own story or what's happening in your life. You can watch, and very often we identify with characters and you can feel their grief and you're still moving your own. Is that what you're saying,
4: Gina? Exactly. Because the body is having a release. Mm. And, and you will feel lighter, and you will feel better. Of course, I do want folk to I'd be able to do that for themselves, but I understand that that's a practice and an unlearning because we have not been shaped like that generally um, to feel our feels. Or you know, only so do the you, good ones. Do, you feel,
1: do you cry? How often? And do you cry quite often yourself? Oh, do you- almost
4: daily. Almost. Well, especially right now, because I'm grieving for the state of our interlocking and interwoven global community. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm grieving that. Um, I'm grieving for um, to see other people in pain and in contorted positions of pain. So I'm 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 human. We feel it, whether we are listening or, or picking it up with our eyes or not. We are connected. And so I'm allowing the grief to flow through my body so that I can continue to hold my position and do my work in the world.
1: Mm, interesting. So you make it a practice. I do. To sit down and allow yourself to move the energy of what you're feeling and what's going on in you and the world around
4: you. Absolutely. I make space for it. I mean, and I don't cry all the time because I'm not sad all the time, but when I'm sad, I will make space for grief
1: you make space for grief
3: absolutely I love this.
1: and what do you say to individuals who how do you know the difference between i'm grieving and i'm depressed
4: well there's a persistence to depression isn't there right yes. depression is a constant uh, feeling and there, and it feels like there's no no escape from it you know everything is colored by it um grieving you can usually something funny will happen you'll be able to access your joy um or you know you're grieving and that french toast looks really good i think i can enjoy that french toast like there you can there are multiple truths in grieving right generally i find that you can do more than one thing and depression um it it colors everything
1: yeah there's a negativity with it for sure sure there's a real negative, negative feeling. Sometimes people get angry when they're depressed or a little sour, bitter, you know, they're, they're kind of a, it can feel like they're, they're spoiling things. Sometimes it's just that layer of depression that comes off and everybody expresses it differently. So that's interesting. So you're saying with grief, you can still access joy. Yes. You can still find a way to laugh, something funny or enjoy a meal. and. Interesting. So what do you think about the stages of grief?
4: You know, I, I, um, push back on the stages of anything. (laughs) frankly. Especially if they're, if they're told in a linear fashion, right? Yes. There's nothing linear really. I mean, I sometimes can think a linear thought and I feel like, Ooh, a linear thought, but mostly I think things circle. You know, I think that um, just like grief, you know, like my, like loss, I, my mama who I was able to mend with praise. I was going
1: to ask you about that. Yeah. Okay. Like when we, when, did, when did that happen?
4: It happened in my forties, like yeah. my late thirties, forties. Yeah. And before she died, she died when I was 45 and I'm, um, I, I grieve for her all the time. It's not always the same, but around the day that she died, I will absolutely have two or three days of wailing. And that I think is gonna be the ritual for the rest of my life in this realm, you know, and that's circular, you know, but every day I'm not wailing for her, you know, but around those times I do. And so the stages of grief thing, eh, I don't know to
1: really buying into it. That would yeah. I'm not.
4: I'm not, I don't put a timeline on anything really. Um, I think that there are some wins in rituals, wins being like, oh, I feel lighter, I feel more expansive, like after, you know, seven days of this meditation. Or I have seen that and experienced that. I think it's it's um if we put a timeline or a cap on 21 days, you will be healed kind of thing. It's 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 not true. That's a lie.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think you see signs of. When grief is beginning to move, for example, I remember seeing, having a sign with someone I was working with because they really were able to let go of some things. They had collected a lot of stuff. And do you find that too can happen with grief where people kind of hold on, maybe even clutter, I'm talking clutter, I'm talking physical stuff, and yes. i would say what's happening on the outside is happening on the inside so if your world outside of you is cluttered with things then often maybe inside is just just so much in there oh
4: sure yeah the physical manifestation right of whatever exactly. the interior life is is serving
1: exactly yeah. I love the title of your book. And, and by the way, if you're just joining us on Just Ask Spirit, I'm speaking to Gina Breedlove, gr- wonderful last name, by the way. <laughs> and the your new book is called The Vibration of Grace, Sound Healing Rituals for Liberation. And we're going to talk more about that book after the break. So more with Gina Breedlove, talking about grief and sound healing, hang
0: from the vibrant soul of Sherri-Anna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherri-Anna and her lineup of best selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable Insights from the Divine at the end of every show.
2: Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives from her new book on manifesting energy in action emotional detox emotional detox now the four gifts of anxiety mantras made easy to the conscious parenting guide to childhood anxiety there is certainly a book there for you find yours at sherryannaboyle.com
3: Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to dreamvision7radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for
1: processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your
2: copy today at shariannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment breathe relax and enjoy
3: let life flow
1: welcome back to just as spirit i am speaking with gina breathe love she is the author of the vibration of grace sound healing rituals for liberation so gina before speaking of voice i'm losing mine you mentioned toning into the heart. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you mean when you say I toned my heart? What do you when you were a child? And I imagine this is some of what people are going to get from your book.
4: Yes, yes, I have um lots of guidance around how to tone into internal organs. Um because I, you know, I like yeah you know, as I shared you know as a child um I would tone I would lean into the sound of my beating heart and the vibration of it it was a way it was kind of an orienting um you know a grounding uh sound um it was a way that I would um calm my breath um um and um and be with myself and um and I became like, interested and aware that my heart was like a constant companion (laughs) to me you know and I had of course you know I was as I was growing up you would hear all the things about oh your heart is broken it broke because your mom left you like you know how folk put story on you um and I think no my my heart is beating it's good and I'm here and you know um but the listening to my heartbeat became part of a meditation for me. And, and I started How do you listen to your heartbeat? I get really still and quiet and I place my hand there. I'm able to, I have that access to place my hand over my beating heart and I listen for it. And I feel it. I feel it more than hear it, depending on where I am. Um, and then sometimes I will sound along with the beating of it against my hand, like gunk, gun so I'll make the sound that my hand that the vibration is making um, through your
1: mouth. So you'll hold your hand on your heart
4: yes, and you'll and make
1: the sound through your mouth.
4: Yes, through my mouth. And, I and love this. we can, we can, can all do this. We can all do it. I mean, you know, we all have these access needs, of course. But if you can use your hands and you can make sound, then this is a ritual that's for you. And um, because of the cadence of the the two beating, the dot, 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 dot. I began to um, make it two words, like, you know, place sound and place language there. And what would my heart be saying to me? You know, I love, I love, I love, I'm here. I'm here, I live, I thrive, I, you know, I would start to make it an affirmation, uh, which was really helpful whenever I was afraid, which was often when I was a child, because we didn't have any supervision and nobody was watching out for us, you know, me and my siblings. And so um, that is a meditation that has followed me into adulthood. Um, And when I'm feeling afraid or confused or out of sorts or out of body, I will find my heart. I will find my beating heart and I will give it two words or receive the two words that I have been practicing my whole life, you know, and they're interchangeable with things that vibrate on a high level, you know, like joy.
3: Mm. Joy
4: is a word that tends to mean the same thing in many different languages.
1: Mm. I absolutely love that. And so maybe you can give us a little, one minute sample of that. But at at the end, maybe we could do that together a little
4: bit for how long do you do it for your meditation? It can be a second, I mean, five, it can be whatever you need. That's the thing too. There's no set way. If you have half an hour, then spend a half an hour singing and toning with your heart and affirming with your heart and calling in all of the best days, you know, that you can access as a medicine, as a balm. If you have 30 seconds, take the 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, even a minute of deep breathing and ritual helps to calm the body. It does. It has an effect.
1: So this is making a lot of sense. I'm I'm having an easier time kind of really listening and seeing the way you see grief through your lens and audience. I I hope that you're also finding that in terms of grief, because we're so used to hearing not really timelines but that there's a process you go through, and then you're all better. But you're saying this is a living consciousness that like it is love. So therefore, it's infinite. It doesn't die. We go through cycles of grief.
4: It's part of the fabric of our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is it and 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 if you sit with any elder they will tell you that (laughs) you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad days. (laughs) like this is you know the ups and downs the road like there's so many metaphors and it is living it's living
3: yeah
1: how are your how did your siblings do so you found sound and you were toning your heart listening to your heart be eventually pairing affirmations or mantras with that
4: finding your calling through this how about your siblings what if- that's a, a pretty um amazing question no one has ever asked that so um i thank you for the question and for the consideration and at this point in our lives i'm grateful to share that my siblings have found their way to healthier lifestyles um and that affirm That they are worthy of that. And early on, there were, there were, there just were lots of forays into brick walls, really often, um, or painful situations or places. Uh, Grace is something that absolutely um, saved my life. This practice, this ritual saved my life.
1: So when you say grace, because your book is titled The Vibration of Grace, you mean your grief practices? Is that Grace?
4: Grace is a spirit. Grace is a spirit that yeah. okay. has been talking to me since I was a baby girl. And um, and even my opinions or feelings about where Grace is change, you know. I happen to believe in collective wisdom. I believe in collective love. I believe in collective energy. I don't think grace is just there for me. You know, um, there's so many songs and poems by the grace, right? Um, amazing grace, right? How sweet the sound. Um, and grace. Um, I discerned as a constant, um, quiet presence um, mm-hmm. that guided me. I had no way to know at five to hum and to sound into my body. That had to be the hand of grace. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I think of it as. I always
1: cry at that Amazing Grace. I mean that that song is just so incredibly beautiful. This is this is so. I love all of this that you're saying, what do you say to or any suggestions for individuals who are, you know, we have all of this going on in the world. I mean, this war that's going on, everybody, horrible destruction. How do we handle that? What do you recommend for people? And there's a lot of people are not even, you know, they know it's there, but they kind of go on. right? Not really sure how to handle
4: it. Yes. Yes. And it, and it's handling us, isn't it? If we mm-hmm. don't. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, I say, um, grief, give yourself permission to grieve. Um, grieving is a, is a proper response to horror. It is. And I would also, you know, um, I've been thinking about how other communities have survived horror,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: um, and I was thinking particularly because it's a personal experience. I went to Rwanda in 2018, in 2019, and then Rwanda, of course, had a horrific genocide happen there, and um, and the people are intermarrying, interwoven, creating businesses, creating lives together. The people who were, they they use this language of perpetrator and victim, or they used to, Um, I don't know if they still do, but to to stay with the language they they did use the the children of the perpetrators are marrying the children of the victims like people have figured out how to do true reconciliation how to come together how to coexist how to live and love each other and um and that was incredible to see and experience after the unimaginable horror and so i hold that in my mind as a sign of what is possible for even this moment. And so I think as energetic beings, if we collectively continue to hold what is possible, um, and in addition to loving as hard as we are able in our lives, in our day-to-day and doing what is ours to do, um, I believe that that matters. I believe that. So Gina,
1: you're you're suggesting that what you've seen and what you're holding is that image is that we love not based on merit because a lot of times love is conditional, Gina. Yeah,
3: sure.
1: right? I love you because you're a good person or you did the right thing, but if you're a horrible you know have done horrible things, how do I love that person,
3: right?
4: and right.
1: the image you saw was that was happening
4: i saw it i saw it happening i saw i saw people choosing love for their children you know um i have in in my own life often chosen cho- excuse me chosen something for the well-being of my daughter not necessary for myself Right. And so love is love will move us, even if it's love for other beings. And I happen to be a person who thinks of all children as my children, like all children, as my children. You know, adults can be complex, but children. (laughs) Um, And so that's also a point of entry for loving. Um, So
1: the other person has to accept the love.
4: No. No. For there to be a change. No. No, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it at all. I think that that's probably the definition or one definition of pragmatic faith. To practice faith is very much, I think, um, in the tradition of many First Peoples, like First Nations, where there is this knowing that you are doing things for the children of your children's children's children. So it's the yeah. seven generations or 10 generations or 21 generations forward. Um, so the act that I do today is going to be of service to those who will come after.
1: Amen to that. You know, and in, in my latest book, Energy in Action, I write all about manifesting and how it was never meant for the me. It was meant for the we, you know, when we manifest, it's meant to pass on that vibration and to give it to the next and the next and the next, right? So we can all be manifesting together. So I know I was drawn to you now, Miss Gina, (laughs) you are a wise woman. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. I don't have your book, but I am going to buy this book because I am a huge fan of sound healing. I love the way you have liberation in there. And I love the way that your your mission is to normalize grief. It is. How do we teach our children? I mean, this isn't happening, Gina, in schools. I mean, they go to school, they get, maybe somebody gets bullied or upset or even a tea. And everyone just is expected to just sleep it off, get up and go back.
3: (laughs) Oh,
4: I know. I mean, but how does change happen? You know, anywhere. It begins at home. It begins with me. Mm -hmm. It begins with me. It begins with the energetic that I'm bringing into a space at any given time. When I started my work, I had like maybe three or four folk that would call me and I worked with. And, um, And now my work is everywhere. Like I tour the world with my work. Um, And so um, what I have a practice of doing is seeing the enormity, but focusing on what's in front of me. Those are multiple truths, right? I can honor that this is a vast and crazy problem, but what is mine to do? What's in front of me today? I stay in that practice. And it's also this belief that you know, you're, you're, you know, having me hosting me today on your wonderful podcast. How many folk will hear that? That's awesome. There'll be one person who will hear it, who will plant a seed in this little being that will then go out and be, you know, like the president one day. I don't know. Like, (laughs) possibility lives everywhere all the time.
1: Inspiration. Um, As long as there's inspiration. Yeah.
4: So I stay in possibility.
1: I love that. And I love the way you're present to what's happening right here, right now, and what's in front of you, rather than to try to tackle everything all at once, just focusing right here with this one person or one situation in front of you. That's that's great, a, a great way to kind of refocus us because we can get a little overwhelmed and then do nothing, Gina. <laughs> yeah. We get in fear and then we get paralyzed and we do nothing. So this is fantastic. Any final words that you feel in terms of, well, let me ask you before your final words, your sacred space for your grief practice. What does that look like? Can you
4: describe you know, it, sometimes it's while I'm walking through a park, and um, I'll find a tree, and I'll stand near the tree, or if I happen on a stream, and I will allow grief to flow. I'll cry. I will moan. I will let things through. Um, sometimes it's in my car. Co- Excuse me, it's in my car. Like sometimes, like I'm just going to pull over and like, you know, buy this water and usually, usually near water. Like if I can get to a river, um, if I'm on the east or west coast, if I can get to the ocean, like, you know, or the south, you know. Um, And at home, I do have a room that is just for prayer. I'm grateful and grace to have a room where I go and all my books are there and my, my, um, my um, aromatherapy is there and pictures of my beloveds are there. And I just will, I'll go and I'll pray and I'll grieve in my room. But I don't.
1: Your prayer room is different than your grief where you will go grieve. Do you not make
4: sure to there too? Okay.
1: Okay. There's
4: not, there's not one place, you know, the, uh, I'll, I'll, I will be where I am and look for a space for some privacy if it is that pressing Um, to move grief in the moment. I'm a, I'm a moment to moment. If I can't, if I have to hold it for a moment, then I will make time. Like, you know, and sometimes it happens to me where I can't access my grief. Like I just feel too overwhelmed and then I'll put on like the saddest movie that I can find that is going to end well.
1: Do you have a, do you have a recommendation?
4: Oh, absolutely. The color purple.
1: of endearment. That one always makes me cry.
4: it would be an amazing one. That scene with the mama and the boys. I oh, can't that's just uh, yeah.
1: Every time I remember my mother and I watching it together, we would just ball yes, <laughs> yes. together. And so <laughs> I will still, one. yeah, that's a good one. Any other recommendations for people? The where, color purple.
4: That is like, there's this scene where the two sisters haven't seen each other in 30 years and they start moving. What,
1: what, what is it? I missed it. I'm sorry.
4: Color Purple by Alice Color
1: Purple. Okay. That's certain scene.
4: (laughs) Yeah. That first, the first movie, I haven't seen the second one. I think it's out in Christmas, but like any scene of longing realized or, you know, like that. And also I love happy endings. So I want to grieve and then I want to see the happy ending.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Because healthy grief means you can come out of it.
4: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's productive grief as well. You're moving something with an intention, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And depression absolutely is something else. And I've had friends, you know, be able to manage depression with herbs. I've had friends manage depression with medicines. You know, there are different ways. I know it's in an individual walk. um, Mm -hmm. Depression. Mm -hmm.
1: So before, I I was wondering if you could just use your beautiful voice and do that little heartbeat thing. Is there any final words before we do that? Maybe maybe do it, I don't know, for 30 seconds or something with us because it was such a beautiful sound. Um, Any final words? No, well your it, website how about we tell them your website your website's ginabreedlove.com. <laughs> it is, <laughs> and, the, and the book is the vibration of grace sound healing rituals for liberation any yeah. final words
4: it's available for pre-order it is released you know throughout the globe on november 28th through sounds true and and i'm really super grateful super grateful and i thank you for this time today
1: mm-hmm. you're so welcome mm-hmm. uh, you're so welcome. So, can we can we yes, yes. out with this beautiful? Okay. So, everyone, go ahead and guide us here.
4: All right. So, um, I encourage you and invite you to take a good deep breath um, to the extent you have access to. Right. So, inhaling through your nose, exhaling through your mouth a bit, and cycle that breath a couple of times uh, at your own pace, please. Inhaling deeply through your nose and exhaling through your mouth and And just being with the breath, guiding your mind again to listening, listening to my voice, listening to your breath. And and as you breathe and, 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 and notice your breath and your shoulders and your back body and your hands and just taking in your beingness, please guide your awareness to your beating heart. You may lay your hand there across your chest and feel it. And pause and breathe and feel the vibration of your heart. And my heart is making this sound today, con-con, con-con, con-con. But whatever the rhythm of your heart is the rhythm of the words, the two words you will choose. If its I am, I am, I love, I love, I live, I live, I choose, I choose, I rest, I rest, I dance, I joy, I sing. Whatever word resonates in your spirit is the word you will choose after the I. It for the beating, for the cadence in the rhythm of your own heart. I can hear the Lion King in you. <laughs> <laughs> indeed
1: (laughs) i love it thank you so much this was so much fun thank you for coming on just us spirit and thank you listeners as always for tuning into the show make sure you subscribe to the show so you'd never miss a show once again, her book, The Vibration of Grace, Sound Healing Ritual for Liberation. You can go to my website, shariannaboyle.com Check out my latest book, Energy in Action, which is a lot of similarities here, a lot of uh, in terms of alignment of vibration and movement of the emotions and the energy of our emotions. So we so appreciate you. Remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care, everyone.